history that's used to sell you food and other garbage i'm your host cam koenig and i'm your host nathan brant and i'm pillnock <laughs> <laughs> that's sammy um, <laughs> hi sammy how's it how's it going returning guest oh shit we're back yeah what's your favorite fast food item sammy yeah have you moved since we recorded i have moved since we recorded yeah, okay. yeah you were still living in kansas city ish whenever we did our first hamburg lore that's correct what is your new local delicacy my Dela my Delaware delicacy. Um, okay, so when I was on last time, I think it was like the McDonald's classics, like your Big Macs, your French fries, and because they're just like unassailable, honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's just that little Irish burger chain down the road. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got a newfound appreciation for Wendy's. I was never like yeah okay a Wendy's person, mm-hmm. but like there's one like right around the corner from where I'm at, uh, which is easy if I'm like drunk and in voice chat um uh they're spicy bullshit with like the peppers and and that that's been pretty good to me oh it's pretty good to my mouth very bad to my butthole yeah i i (laughs) i recently like i i we ate a lot of wendy's growing up like i i I will fuck up a frosty i fucking love that shit those bitches Mm. are so fucking juicy dude that's like doja cat juicy those burgers dude (laughs) are you kidding me like my last job was relatively close by a Wendy's so sometimes I'd be like yeah I'll go to Wendy's for lunch and I, I would usually get like a they had like this like pub like sandwich that was like pretzel bun and like yes. a fried chicken sandwich but there was like some french fried onions on it and some like honey mustard on it that shit was good as hell and like I'm not Sounds really good. a huge like french fry person but Wendy's fries I think are the best fast food fries we mention it all the time but just getting like a fucking handful of those and dipping them in a chocolate frosty Fuck that shit yeah, dude. that shit will make you see god I do I do like a vanilla frosty but yeah okay do you prefer <laughs> do you prefer the vanilla frosty I this feels loaded uh, I do. I actually think I do. But also, I I did preface this with I don't have like a lot of Wendy's experience. McDonald's, absolutely. Slam dunk. Vanilla. Yeah. I'm going to be real with you here. Mm-hmm. When it comes to Frosties, like between like a chocolate or a vanilla Frosty, I usually can't tell the difference. <laughs> they just both taste like relatively similar. Yeah, they they really do. There's there when we do another Wendy's report, I'll get into it. But yeah, it's it's not actually really chocolate. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like Lacroix chocolate. Yeah, and who fucking cares? Frosties are just good as hell. Lacroix. Um, speaking of Frosties, oh no! Today, my friends, I'm going to tell you a tale of a lot of just like corporate legal shit flinging and basically just about how really fucking weird trademark law is um (laughs) rev up those fryers yeah i actually picked this topic because i read the first three sentences of some summaries on this and i literally started laughing um (laughs) (laughs) today we're talking about the energizer bunny there it is yes um i think anybody who is familiar with just like corporate mascots at all knows who the energizer bunny is you know like that's just one of the i i think like 
whenever I think of, you know, just like mascots and characters and stuff that you see, like the bar to clear in order to make it to where you have like made it in, you know, like popular culture, like as something that people just know is if you are in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade as a balloon um, and they have. And like, I just feel like it, it knowing who the Energizer Bunny is, is so like deeply ingrained in American culture. Um, if you aren't familiar for whatever reason, he's basically just like a pink rabbit that has like black fucking sunglasses and blue sandals and just like beats the shit out of a marching band bass drum that says Energizer on the side. And uh, he's canonically a robot. Nah, um, or is he? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> love who you love. I don't know. It gets, <laughs> I, it's weird. So the point of him is to basically show that like, oh, well, Energizer batteries, you know, just keep going and going and going and going. And that's like, you know, their whole fucking thing. You get the idea. What if I were to tell you that this was not their idea to begin with? Oh, oh. Energizer's competitor Duracell um, launched the Duracell Bunny campaign in 1973, which featured an array of pink toy drumming bunnies that over time would eventually slow down and stop, except for, you know, the one at the front that's powered by the Duracell battery. That sound familiar? Oh, no. Like a pink bunny drumming. Duracell ran these ads for 15 fucking years uh, without any sort of issue. Um, they claimed that they went through all the proper trademark channels for it, but their trademark lapsed 15 years later. Okay. Um, in 1988, Energizer saw an opportunity swooped in and created a parody of Duracell's advertisement, the first half of which is just their advertisement. Uh, <laughs> it begins just normally. It's got like all the bunnies and it's like panning out. But halfway through the like the bunny that we now know as the Energizer bunny just fucking walks in, just beats the fuck out of the bass drum. And that's the commercial. It's literally the same thing, except halfway through it's just suddenly very different okay so this is like if 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 like dairy queen did like the floating mouth animation and then ronald mcdonald came in and punched it the fuck out <laughs> and was like our yes. ice cream better <laughs> or like if kylie Je whichever jenner uh, offered the cops a pepsi <laughs> oh god uh, and, and yeah. then out of nowhere a fucking polar bear just smiled <laughs> her to death <laughs> go Da, 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 that da. would rule. Like if R if RC Cola if RC Cola just decided fuck it. Yeah, RC Cola just being RC Cola basically is at the fuck it stage. I feel like. Um. So this advertisement people fucking loved. Um. There was like a lot of people talking about this ad whenever it came out because it wasn't really something that was kind of done before because it was very weird for a major company in the United States to not trademark something or at least let that trademark lapse. Yeah. Um, this advertisement was absolutely loved by everybody, but hilariously, uh, it made everybody be like, Oh, I thought Duracell was the pink bunny. Let's go buy Duracell. And it made Energizer's U S market share shrink. <laughs> So, like, the thing that they are, like, most iconic for was, like, kind of a failure. <laughs> like, they were they were absolutely just, like, punching down uh, in this case. And, like, in the process of, like, doing the punch, they, like, fucking slipped on a fucking banana peel and just <laughs> ate shit. Um, so, like, everybody associated with uh, everybody associated at Pink Bunnies with Duracell at the point. Um, and that was until, like, 1991. 
the companies like differ in the appearance of the rabbits, but not really enough to make it easy to market as like, here's a different thing. Chad Energizer <laughs> Bunny and Virgin Duracell Battery. <laughs> the difference between kind of the two of them uh, is that like there's just one Energizer Bunny, like the Energizer Bunny is like a character and then it is actually like the Duracell Bunnies. Oh. Like it is like just a bunch of pink bunnies and they don't, they aren't like, you know, like a toy like a like a robotic like marching band drum toy thing they're just bunnies that are just the mascots for duracell and they do have batteries um, they do they do have a bussy where you put the battery in <laughs> um a lot of them you know they're they're very much like okay well you know rabbits they're fast fast is like charge power cool sure. great batteries yay um a lot of it's a bunch of weird crossover hilariously enough it gets weirder what? um i hope you're taking notes because we're about to get into some lawsuits that are confusing. Hell yeah. Um, Love it. These are the last three like main points that I wanted to hit on. I really just wanted to point out how fucking hilarious it is that Energizer's entire brand and like the reason that they are so successful just came from them trying to make a shitty joke at the expense of their competition that didn't work out and then super worked out. Yeah, that's 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 like like Sega does what Nintendo don't and everyone was like Nintendo does and then goes by exactly Nintendo stuff. right. <laughs> Absolutely. So in 1990, after the, quote, success of this advertisement, uh, Duracell, on the other side of this, thought, hey, uh, people really like this thing. Let's uh, let's let's revive this. And, you know, it's technically ours, so we can do that. And so they filed for a new U.S. trademark for the Pink Bunny. That just began the seemingly constant and still kind of weirdly ongoing uh, sh stream of legal slap fights that come from Energizer about this fucking rabbit. How many years now? Um, 1990 was the first uh, like big lawsuit about this. The ad that that's 32 years, the ad that the Energizer bunny first showed up was like 1988. Oh my god. Um, but Duracell had been doing this since like 1973. What? What? Yeah. I didn't know we had batteries that long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought we still were running steam engines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just throw a fucking philosopher's stone in your fucking Model T, everyone. <laughs> yeah, the railroad was coming through around that time. Yeah, that's actually how they uh they were actually powered by bunnies playing bass drums, funny enough. So this first trademark dispute, uh it was it, it it basically was just kind of in and out of court for two years. And then it eventually ended with uh, a confidential out of court settlement in 1992 that essentially just stated that, OK, all right, y'all got yourselves into a real fucking weird situation here. So here's what's going to happen. Energizer and their bunny get exclusive pink battery rabbit trademark rights in the United States. Duracell gets exclusive pink battery rabbit rights everywhere else. Okay. So if you go to like a different country, um, and I actually started looking into this because Faith pointed this out in our Discord, a picture of a Duracell bunny. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? I've never <laughs> seen that before because I'm from America. It's weird how that's like a huge cultural thing. Because there's a like just throughout history, there's been a lot of people 
that say like, uh, you know, like I'm just going to keep like going and going and like, I'm just like really, like really pushing for something like you, a few like presidential candidates have said it and they said like, oh yeah, like I'm like the energizer bunny, that exact same type of phrase in, in Europe, people literally say, I'm like a Duracell bunny. What kind of Berenstein alternate universe I shit? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's what this fucking was when I started this. And I'm like, no, this is actually really messy and weird and hilarious in a way that I fucking love. Fuck like Founding Fathers and Hamilton. I want to be, I wanted to be in the room where that happened. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking... I want to be in the room with the bussy. <laughs> the room with the bussy. The room with the bussy. It gets weirder um, because <laughs> lawsuit number two, which is tex technically, well, timing wise, it was in 1991 in the middle of the Duracell lawsuit. So, so they did and another thing. Yes. So <laughs> fucking Columbo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Uh, Energizer used to be the EverReady battery company back then. They're now Energizer, whatever. Um, but another lawsuit in the middle of the previous one in 1991 was the EverReady battery company versus Adolf Coors company, which is like, you know. <laughs> Whenever you say Adolf. Yeah, I know, I know. Something that, Sammy, and I both had, Sammy and I were both like. Whoa. Yeah, 1991 EverReady battery versus Adolf Hitler. Um he keeps going and going. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like a shitty like branded pack-in video game that you would have seen back then. Like our brand killed Hitler. <laughs> yeah, like the check the checks like a uh, quest exactly. team yeah. makes a new one. Oh, I play that. The Wolfenstein for real. Anyway, um <sighs> for these next two like uh for this lawsuit and then the last one that I'm closing out with, uh I just copied the Wikipedia summary for these cuz just it did a better job of explaining it than I could. So I'm <laughs> just going to read that to you here. In 1991, Everready Battery Company sued the Adolf Coors company uh over an ad for Coors beer that it was producing which showed actor Leslie Nielsen in a full-size rabbit suit pounding a drum, which was parodying Everetti's Energizer Bunny commercials, which themselves are parodies of Duracell advertisements and television program previews. Um, all the way down. Everetti claimed that Coors's ad constituted copyright and trademark infringement. This court ruled that Coors's ad was a valid parody of Everetti's, considering that Mr. Nielsen quote is not a toy and does not run on batteries i'm glad we have that legally confirmed i know i just love like just the shitty fucking spoiled rotten kid energy of this battery company to be like all right our thing yeah it came out of us making fun of you but if you make fun of us fuck you we're coming for yeah. you, motherfucker. They are literally trying to have their cake and eat it too here. That's when Duracell learned that the batteries keep going and going and going, but trademarks don't. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, and then finally, this one in 2016, there oh, was no. another Energizer versus Duracell trademark infringement case. Um, the Wikipedia summary reads as follows. In February 2016, Energizer filed a trademark infringement and contract violation lawsuit against Duracell. Uh, Energizer alleged that Duracell was using a pink bunny in its advertising in the United States, uh -oh. but did not have any trademark rights in the United States uh -oh. for a pink bunny. 
and had violated an agreement between Energizer and Duracell governing the use of a pink bunny trademark in the U.S., um, which was that settlement from 1990 or 1992, I believe. Um, Duracell replied that the cases Energizer cited came from overseas distributors importing packages from abroad and that Duracell did not have the specific power to stop those distributors from doing so. So like, fucking, <laughs> we, we, you know, they're just they're just kind of doing this. We can't do shit about it. Jesus um, Christ. In November 2017, a United States district court judge just threw out most of Energizer's claims <laughs> in a summary judgment. But left the uh, weird trademark split of U.S. and not U.S. in there uh, with respect to the two companies' bunny trademarks. I love the energy of a judge just being like, everybody that knows about your fucking pink bunnies is mm -hmm. dead. Nobody gives yes. a shit, Duracell. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. Like... I kind of almost like obviously they're a big corporation and, you know, like battery production is not good for the environment, nope. but I like almost feel bad for Duracell in a weird way because it's like they're just out there like doing their thing. And then up comes this fucking like school bully who's just like, fuck you. And they take their lunch money. And then like, not only do they take their lunch money, but they also take their allowance and their entire family. And anytime they try to like say, Hey, no, this is bad. Then they're just like, no, nah, actually fuck you, buddy. Sorry. And, um, and that's the energy. I think I appreciate I'm, I'm a sure. I've become an energizer Stan. <laughs> <laughs> I hate capitalism. I'm going to drink. Once they realize that, like Energizer, once they realized they had something, uh, they just like really went all in on like marketing it and like giving it this like the bunny has this weird, like almost kind of like Joe Camel yeah. look to it. It Yeah, it, it has 90s cool written all over, which is to say it's not cool. Exactly. <laughs> It's fucking wearing blue sandals and black shades indoors. I think he stole those shades from Chester the Cheetah. Exactly. You're probably right. They had a bunch of advertisements and I didn't cover this because I really just wanted to talk about how like fucking slap fighting <laughs> these two mega corporations are. But uh, a lot of their ads like they they branched out from just parodying Duracell to parodying other people's stuff. And like it would just be like it would start playing like a fake advertisement and then the bunny would just come through just like hitting its bass drum and then it would just be like, yeah, he's still fucking going. <laughs> Some say he's going still to this day. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. That's so cool. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's my <laughs> report on Cam's favorite snack. <laughs> uh, yeah, my favorite snack, <laughs> fucking batteries. The the thing that I'm not gonna that's gonna keep me up at night is the fact that mm. for the entire like duration of my life, this war has been waging between. Yeah, yeah. the Bible yeah. said that there will always be wars and rumors of wars, and here it is. <laughs> yeah. Here's the proof in the pudding, guys. <laughs> Rabbits, rabbits never changes. <laughs> mm. yeah anyway well we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with uh whatever uh fresh hell nate hath unearthed for us patreon shout outs for this week include emily lyon jet set spy pill knock nancy konek nene12715 nick potter phantom 23 spence stephen mayfield and a very warm welcome to regina mia thank you all right, we are back, and we do keep going and going and going. Uh, Nate, what you got? Spores. Fuck. No, <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah, I know. Fuck it. Show's canceled. Numerous seed-like specks in the air that land upon a suitable surface or host and then spread 
feed, and reproduce. As we've learned with the COVID-19 pandemic, when a disease that is designed to feed on one host jumps species to another kind of host, this leaves the world with an epidemic or endemic to contend with. Today, I want to talk to you about the real red tide, the extra sloppy <laughs> toppings place, the place where Reggie fils got his start before making Nintendo of America what it is today. That's right. You guessed it. I won't drag it out any longer. Today's personal pan purgatory is about the pizza pie establishment known in this timeline as Pizza Hut. Great. Okay. What's, what's y'all's experience with Pizza Hut? Can I change my answer to the previous what's your favorite fast food? <laughs> okay. Does pizza count? Yeah. <laughs> I do fuck with Pizza Hut heavy. That was like our go-to um, restaurant chain of choice for, for pizzas uh, when I was growing up. Um, and you know, that was back when they had like the, the weird, like just homey, almost like... It's like a bistro? A bistro, I guess. Like, whatever the aesthetic they... I can't describe that aesthetic as anything besides a 90s Pizza Hut. Yeah, it, yeah. It, back whenever they did buffets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Buffets, book it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, every one of them had, like, a fucking shitty diehard arcade cabinet in the back. Yes. Yeah. And, like, a like a stained glass, yeah. like, chandelier above your table. Instruments of pizza creation framed on the walls. Ample lighting, but somehow still dark. <laughs> yeah. If it was any like earlier in time, people would be like for sure chain smoking. There would have been like a mist in the in the oh, air. Yes. You can't tell me that people didn't do that. <laughs> so in 1958, two brothers borrowed. This is from their website, by the way. Two brothers borrowed $600 from their mom to open a pizza place in Wichita, Kansas. They named it Pizza Hut because their sign only had room for eight letters. <laughs> That is completely <laughs> wild to me. It's just interesting to me that like the origin of the name of their company had the same origin as most like vanity plates do. Where yeah. it's like, oh, I've got this many letters. Let's go. We've had it. this conversation in our group chat of like, hey, how, how can I say poggers in eight letters? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like Pokemon naming. Yeah, convention. no, I every stupid vanity license plate that I want, I just make, I just slap on my cars in Forza. So mm -hmm. it's just like, I'm like actually driving them. <laughs> Soon the restaurant grew. Why? The pizza was awesome. Their words. The service felt like home and the customers were treated like family. No one loves pizza more than Pizza Hut. And that's why pizza is in our name and always will be. I found that to be not, not quite endearing, but interesting because Pizza Hut, as far as I can tell, is the only major pizza chain that has pizza as the first word in it. Yeah, yeah. Most most other places might have pizza in the name somewhere or have it be implied, mm -hmm. but they're not too far off from a Dunkin' Donuts-like rebrand to Dunkin' if they really wanted to, right? Like, yeah. Papa John's could easily just be Papa John's Papadillas if they wanted to. I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened yet because, like, so, like... There was that weird time in like the early 2000s where they wanted like people were like, just call us the hut. Right. It's like nobody out pizzas the hut. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. There's also the shack like Radio Shack, like rebranded oh to the shack or whatever. Yeah. Right. Like Domino's pizza could easily change to Domino's Domino's. But for Pizza Hut to change its name or rebrand, that seems like kind of ridiculous. Right. They'd, they'd be like the hut. And like that's that didn't work. That literally didn't work. <laughs> They've already added on things to their restaurants, like Wingstop, where you can trade in gently used wings of any animal in order to get <laughs> store credit for pizza. Um, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but it's, it's actually Wing Street. 
What did I say? Wingstop? Wing Whatever. Stop. Wing Street. It's fine. Listen, my joke is good. It's a good <laughs> it's joke. Good. It's a good joke. I'm Your just honor. saying. <laughs> um, so here's a little rundown of what the Pizza Hut website notes as its uh, big historical events. In 1969, nice, they started their red uh, roof thing. Um, in 1971, they became the number one pizza restaurant chain in the world with both sales and number of restaurants. Mm. The number of restaurants thing persists to this day. Wow. Which is wild to me. I would not and have guessed that. That's I huge. know. And yeah. I get into why I think that is later. But um, in 1980, they introduced pan pizza, which fucks heavy and makes you feel heavy. In 84, they started Book It, which is... Uh, as a millennial, uh, I have very fond memories of pretending to read books in order to get pizza. I cheated that shit hard. <laughs> For me, that ha that was happening around the time the Harry Potter movies came out, and so I just watched those and do that, and because they were like pretty close adaptations, and then I just got free pizza. It's fucking, it was fucking awesome. <laughs> Harry Potter is a book about Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> a little boy, a little boy, a little boy with bad hair. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've read Hamlet, so it, we close in on this scene in Africa. Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Odyssey. So, uh, Dapper Dan. Uh, <laughs> in 1994, they became the first restaurant chain to allow ordering via the internet. In 94. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, fuck. That's right. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember being really fucking like, what? Like, what? Why the, why the fuck would I do that? Like, I sent an email to a pizza? Yeah. What? I remember, I remember growing up and like, we would still like order pizzas over the phone and stuff like that. But like, yeah. yeah. Fucking the first time I saw somebody like go to pizzahut.com, I'm like, the fuck kind of sorcery is this shit? <laughs> In 95, they introduced their stuffed crust, which like immediately fucking blew up. God, yes. Fuck yeah. Shit. Stuffed crust pizza and uh, a slight variety of PlayStation 1 selections via a demo disc are just intrinsically tied to me. People will never understand. Kids these days will never understand the joy of getting a PlayStation 1 demo disc with your fucking pizza. Final Fantasy 7 and Pepperoni Dog? Are you fucking kidding me? That's my personality now. <laughs> Even in the fucking remake of Crash Team Racing, one of the levels that is on the demo disc almost made, just playing it almost made me fucking order Pizza Hut for delivery. <laughs> like it is like deeply ingrained in my psyche. Uh, I'm making a memo to myself to find a way to work stuff crust into my Tinder bio. <laughs> in 2001, Pizza Hut became the first company to deliver to Cam. Where do you think? Pittsburgh, Kansas. The moon. Space. <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> they delivered to the International Space Station. I'll explain later. Uh, um, 2003 is when Wing Street started, or as I like to call it, Wingstop. Uh, <laughs> Wingstop is way better. Excuse me. Different you. restaurant. Different Entirely. restaurant. In 2007, Pizza Hut becomes the first national pizza chain to be on Facebook. Whoa. Oh, shit. In 2009, <laughs> they started their app. In 2013, you could order pizza from your Xbox 360. Yeah, that was huge, actually. I, I remember <laughs> that. I'm like, no fucking way, really? What? Like, holy shit. <laughs> 
They delivered a pizza to Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, they delivered, um, they became the sponsor of the NFL, which is something. <laughs> they opened their esports stadium in 2019. Oh, yeah. They are actually one of the only uh, chains to offer plant based meat coast to coast, which is actually pretty cool. Can't believe you um, skipped over the fucking Pizone. It was oh not on God. their flowchart. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shut it down. Tips Fedora Pizone. Thank you. Doctor comes in, ma'am. It's a Pizone. <laughs> <laughs> I might be alone in this, but I think Pizza Hut being the pizza chain that worldwide has the most locations is kind of weird. I mean, this is a yum brand's restaurant, so they're mm -hmm. kind of bound to be handed success just based on the fact that they got that money from Daddy Pepsi. Yeah. Shout out to Arby's, who probably shouldn't even be in business anymore. There's one down the street for me. I'm so fucking excited. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so you'd think that the number uh, one would be like Domino's or Papa John's or even like Little Caesars just because of ubiquity. But like Pizza Hut has like secret like ubiquity. It's really weird that they are just more everywhere than any other one i personally do enjoy pizza hut but i do concede that it is oftentimes not the ideal choice for many people those breadsticks fucking slap though yeah um unless you get one that is like one sixth supposed to be the dessert ones <laughs> yeah and you take yeah. a bite of the breadstick and you're like that's definitely cinnamon sugar in there and you're like does it taste good or does it not taste good is this what it's like to be by curious um <laughs> <laughs> jesus <laughs> if you have to ask yeah. <laughs> so as I was doing my research on Pizza Hut, which I've actually tried to do multiple times, um, something stuck out to me this time. Uh oh. Pizza Hut has been to space. Um, that's right. Mm -hmm. Pizza Hut spent over $1 million USD and went through rigorous product testing to send a pizza to the International Space Station to be eaten by Russian cosmonauts and specifically not Americans. The reason for this is that NASA does not allow any advertising to be associated with its spacecraft, which is actually pretty respectable. That's, a, that's yeah, the right enough, call, I think. Yeah. Yep, Bezos is going to do something about that, though. <laughs> Pepsi's discovery. <laughs> they do it. Don't don't think they wouldn't for a fucking second. Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> they would paint the moon like red and blue, like yeah. fucking like <laughs> the, the tick or yeah. whatever. This end Walker spinoff fucking yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> So this actually had they actually had to forgo the pepperoni in the face of the 60 day travel time that the resupply rocket that was being sent to the International Space Station was to undergo. The pepperonis got moldy. Nevertheless, this highly engineered salami pizza made its way to the International Space Station where it was munched upon by Russian astronauts. And listen, I've been very desperate for food in my life. There was a time where I had to make an entire large pizza last a week, breakfast, lunch and dinner, because pizza is the easiest thing to gift somebody over the internet and i could not afford to eat and i literally had to eat that pizza for a week and stuff got pretty rock hard and not a sexy way towards the end of that so i can only imagine that the carbonara cosmonaut comrades from russia with za had a real rough go of it for the cameras for that million dollars for mother russia 60 days of just pizza That's, no floating in the air not even air floating in the nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they had to uh, they had to buff up the spices because apparently in space you have less taste. Interesting. Just like England. Yeah. Get wow. <laughs> All right, everybody, take a drink. Sammy has been on a podcast and insulted the English. Uh, <laughs> check that off of your bingo cards as a free space, ladies and gentlemen. 
your Bingus card. We should make Amberglow <laughs> Bingus cards. God. Um, <laughs> of course, this widespread reach of Pizza Hut extending to the stars at all costs in combination to its characteristic red overhanging roof must mean that the restaurant has started out as, persisted as, and continues to be a fungal infection. <laughs> Great. Here's some info on a real mushroom that I believe evolved into Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's a brand new sentence right there. Pay attention to the similarities. Okay, okay, okay. This is Amanita Jacksoni, is the binomial nomenclature of it. Soon after emerging from the soil, Amanita Jacksoni has a red oval cap. Once the mushroom ages, the cap turns flat, typically with a bump in the center, which is the shape of the Pizza Hut overhang. Oh my god. Many sources label Amanita jacksoni as the as an edible mushroom. Still, some are firmly sustaining that mushrooms from the from the genus Amanita should never be eaten. So that reflects the uh, the pizza tastes of <laughs> of Pizza Hut of like, no, it's good. No, it isn't. <laughs> you should never have that. So some popular names for this species of mushroom include Jackson's Slender Amanita, which sounds like a weird Discord kitten name for somebody. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Fuck Eastern, you. Eastern Caesar's Amanita and American Slender Caesar. Slender Caesar. Oh. Like. Oh, no. shit. Pizza. Pizza? Pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a fucking minute here. Yeah, good. good. I, I wrote that line just for Cam of pizza. 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 <laughs> um, I thought this report was on Pizza Hut. True. However, it goes much, much deeper than that. There exists a massive network of fungi that is nearly global in scale. I don't know if you guys know about this. This is something I'm not making up. Um, mm -hmm. There are big swaths of fungi that just exist in the earth that are as big in chunks as some national parks it's just the root systems of different fungi connecting to mm -hmm. different trees and shit they're just keeping tabs on everything fungi are really yeah. fucked up if you think about them. yeah <laughs> would like to stop thinking about it these networks are literally the internet for trees these trees can mm. send information along these fungal root systems in order to warn about insect infestations and send nutrients along People want to make the internet be dependent on fungal roots. Like, that's fucking crazy. To think that's of. really cool. It's yeah. really cool, but it's also like, well, hold on now. <laughs> I don't want trees to see what I use the internet they do. for. They do. <laughs> they know. <laughs> Read those fucking Les Mis fanfics. Um, <laughs> one more gay. Um, what are you doing, Emmett Selk? <laughs> um, the, empty, the, the, the tables and the empty chairs and empty tables refers to the little pizza table that's in the pizza there you hallway. Go. <laughs> Shit. Um, fungal networks also allow trees to absorb more carbon. So this is clearly like a symbiotic relationship mm. here that is beneficial to both sides. You get... You get tree telephone, you get more carbon. Hey, cool, whatever. So it would be ridiculous to say that all Pizza Huts are connected via this fungal 5G internet, of course, of course. That's why I'm saying that all pizza places are <laughs> symbiotic parasites that are connected via a 5P network. The P, it stands for pizza. <laughs> Fuck you. And soon this network having infected the international space station will go interstellar red caps red roofs 
Red Planet. (laughs) 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 Oh, God damn it. Now listen. Now listen. This fungal entity has infiltrated the stars after after maturing in the uppermost layer of the Earth. Or in other words, what I have delivered to you in 30 minutes or less is a deep dish on extra mushroom stuffed crust. This concludes all known lore on Pizza Hut. Hey, um... Hey everybody, I'm looking for a new co-host. Listen um, to me. When I <laughs> hey, hey Cam, you want to be on drink compatible? We can just yeah, f- yoink you it. over here. I need a drink after that. <laughs> yeah. Hey Kelsey, you want to be on Hamburglore? <laughs> I like when I came up with the fact that like, oh yeah, Pizza Hut is in like the the crust of the earth. Oh shit, they're stuffing the crust. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> So that's why I said what I have delivered to you in 30 minutes or less is a deep dish on extra mushroom stuffed crust. I've explained my joke. Thanks, Nate. <laughs> I don't think you needed to, but thanks. No, no, Sam, that didn't helped. get it. No, that helped me. That helped okay. me. All right, well. We're drinking a lot of wine tonight. Listen, um, I had a, can you tell I had an appointment with a psychiatric doctor today? <laughs> yeah, maybe you should get another one going there, bud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, need, I need to be put on anti-Zach. <laughs> Zach, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I want to, real quick, just, yeah. when did, okay, when was the um, uh, International Space Station thing? That was 2001, A Space Odyssey. And when was Kilimanjaro? Kilimanjaro was 2016. So a multi-billion dollar uh, corporation put money in the moon before Africa. Cool. That's great. So the International Space Station is wicked not on the moon, but... (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (laughs) They also put put out an app on the Xbox before giving money to Africa. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think they gave money to Africa because they delivered pizza there, so Africa oh, gave no. them money. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sammy, thanks for being here. I, I feel like I should. The proper thing to do would be to say thank you for having me, but I just cannot bring myself no, I, to say I, it. I respect that. The real proper thing is to get like a like a lab eye wash right now. <laughs> yeah, but just like for your like the inside of your skull. Yeah, yeah. I need a fucking neti pock for my brain. Yeah, I just need a fucking <laughs> lobotomy. Uh, Sammy, uh, where can people find you and the stuff you do on the internet? You do a little uh, little little show about the the movie watching and the drinky drink. I sure do. It's called Drink Compatible. You can find us on Twitter at D-R-I-N-K and however compatible spelled. I don't fucking know. My keyboard does it for me. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Dr. VMD. Find it from their Twitters. I'm not spelling it. Yeah, that works. Yeah. So if you want to hear us like get drunk and talk about like Balto and like canine sexual tension, hit us up. God, fucking I was there for the conversation whenever you decided that was the movie that you were going to watch because the question it was like this weird like 30 second like just awkward silence and then you just suddenly hear sammy ask y'all think balto's hot (laughs) i'm like i was doing we're doing we're doing this then okay (laughs) anyway if you've made it this far, thanks so much for listening. If you want to support us, uh, you know, subscribing, whatever platform you're on, leaving us a rating, you, you, you know the fucking trail. You can leave ratings on Spotify now. That's pretty cool. Um, we also got the Patreon, patreon.com slash some good shows. Get notes to this show, uh, notes to the big three, Nate's fucking novel, 
of notes that they've written for my hero academia which we're basically done with now which is pretty cool um it's very good it's an outstanding listen thanks uh and then also access to the video game robot of the video game robot show fame if you want to uh astound your friends with bullshit wow <laughs> i mean it's it's just a bot anyway if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being <laughs> look i'm tired i've been fucking unpacking all day check out the rest of the stuff we do it at some good shows on twitter you might just like those too our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at Cavity Crew. You can find me on Twitter at The Camdy Man. You can find me on Twitter at, at Victory Position. And thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks where's the beef, but not when's the beef. It's now. <laughs> <laughs>